that you read, the more things you'll know. The more that you learn, the more places you'll go. I bet you can guess who wrote that. Of course, it's Dr. Seuss, one of my favorite authors, uh, probably because it's short and sweet like a tweet. I'm Becky Pike Pluth with the Bob Pike Group, and today in this podcast, we're talking about, oh, the many hats a trainer wears, and the more that they wear, the more places will go. And so as we head into this new year, looking at things afresh, I wanted to just step back and reflect on what are all the different hats that we're wearing today, and what I need to look forward to, or maybe do a little bit more of as we head into the new year. And I want to challenge you to think about it the same. So. Obviously, our first hat that we wear as trainer, for those of you that listen to this podcast ongoing, is primarily the focus on on trainers, although we do focus on sales sometimes or leadership. It's, It's a trainer focus. And as a trainer, we're dedicated, right? That is a dedication that we have to that role. We're that presenter role and giving content itself to our learners. We're learning not only through the content we share, but through our peer work, which is what we do at the Bob Pike Group, participant-centered training. And so that that one comes naturally. So we don't need to talk much about that one. But another one that we have a tendency to be that we may not think of is speaker. This term is often synonymous with keynoting, all right? Oh, own the platform. Oh, please. This could be a formal lecture or it could be educational. It could be edutainment. It doesn't have to be a keynote, all right? It could just be storytelling. It could be a comedian. Somebody that speaks can get a message across in a lot of different ways. So if you are a trainer, typical speaker is going to be more of that lecture, but you could be a lot of different types of speakers, depending on what you're passionate about. The next hat that we often wear is facilitator. When you hear the word, oh, I'm going to facilitate a session, in my mind right away I go to, all right, are we actually facilitating the learning that's in the room and the knowledge in the room and helping them get to an endpoint through questioning? Or are you using the word facilitator as in trainer? So I always have to stop and ask as I'm getting ready to present and or create curriculum, what what do you mean by facilitation? So in this way, we mean somebody who is going to be asking or leading a group through a process to come to an end result. And as a facilitator, it's really important to keep in mind that that facilitator or that facilitation role, it's not about you sharing your opinions or your bias. And it's not that you're not interested, but you're not the one to be doing that. Your job as a facilitator is really to get them to come to, you know, an idea, come to a finished product, and and you're just facilitating the means to the end. Another one that you may not have taken on too often, uh, but could in this new year, is being a coach. Even if it's with a peer, maybe it's with a colleague or a friend, I want you to just take a moment to pause and think about the best coach that you know. This could be someone you've learned from, maybe in an indirect manner even. But when you think about that hat, Just think about the guidance that you've received yourself and how it helped you to reach your goals and then do that for someone else, which also leads into the role of mentorship and coaching and mentoring oftentimes kind of commingle. But as a mentor, it's truly helping someone grow in their role. And it could be done virtually, it could be done face-to-face, but I 
I really encourage you to find someone who helps you grow in your role as a mentor. People ask me, oh, Becky, what should I do? I need something. This podcast could be a, a way of mentorship. It doesn't have to be an actual uh, personal relationship where you're both trying to find time on your calendars. Find a podcast, maybe this one, maybe another one that you could dive into and learn from. It's a place that you can get tips and ideas, tactical and practical. Something that's immediately usable is always a really good place to start. And then the final one, which many of you may or may not have ever thought about, but I want you to just think on it, noodle on it for a little bit, is being an author. As a presenter, authorship may it may be a little more niche. You might not really think of it as something that you do as an employee, but it can be an absolute differentiator. I've written 10 books going on 11 and 12, and I'll tell you that it's through those books that I can lead by example. I can not just own my role as trainer, but I can share that with others. And I think that that it says a lot about you. There's a lot of noise out there, tons of different things happening and going on. But if you can get your voice out there and establish establish yourself, it's a really great way to get deeper into the industry that you're in. So whether you're teaching on being a linesman and you write a book on safety and whatever, or you're in the training and development world and you write one on interactive training and learning, it doesn't matter um, it's what you're an expert in. And I want to just challenge you, maybe start with a blog or maybe an article for um, a magazine or an online learning platform that you really admire. I'm Becky Pike-Pluth. This is the Bob Pike Group's podcast we do every single Friday. Thank you so much for tuning in and we will see you in the new year.